This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 245. veterinary friends. It's Dr. Julie Capel. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited today to be here by myself giving you a little um, lecture, so to speak, um, on leadership. I gave a talk the other day um, to a group of leaders at a national veterinary business, which was super fun. And I developed a couple of uh, presentations. And so I thought, you know, this would be a good opportunity to use the same material to do a podcast for you. So that's what I'm going to do today. And um, this first podcast will be based on the talk that I gave. It'll be a little bit looser than that because it's a podcast, but I'm going to share with you all the information that I taught to them. Before we get into that, I just wanted to tell you I'm so, so, so excited that my book is like eking, ekingly, or very, very close to coming out. Um, it's been such a slog. There's so many things I didn't realize when I decided to write a book, but also publish it. The self-publishing thing is easy, but super difficult. So it's just taken forever. And I'm not a patient person. And so I've been anxiously awaiting this. And yesterday, um, the person that's helping me and myself got the ebook uploaded to Amazon and also the paperback. So we're just waiting for the approval. And then there's a couple of changes. And hopefully it will be out in the next few days or the next week. So look for that. It's called Love Your Veterinary Life and it will help you. It will help you learn some self-coaching techniques. It will share some stories from my veterinary life and why I love veterinary medicine so much. And I hope it it will inspire you. I hope that you will get at least one thing out of it that will help you lead a better life and start to love vet med again. So look out for that book. And then if you want to do a little bit of coaching with me, go to my website, juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com and you can sign up there for a free coaching. I've getting I've been getting more and more people signing up for free coachings and I love it because it's just fun to meet everybody out there whether you decide to sign up for coaching or not. Doesn't really matter, but I think that once you try it, you're going to love it and you will want to hire a coach. So, go check me out on my website. And hopefully I'll get to meet you. It'd be amazing. And if you don't want to meet that way, just send me an email. I'd like to at least meet you over that. My email is jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I know I've said that before. Okay, so let's get into this um, little program that I wrote. I called it Building Your Leadership Energy, and it's how to develop yourself to lead your team. And I'm basically going to go through the presentation, but hopefully it'll be looser than that so it won't feel like you're getting a lecture. So the first thing that I want to offer you is that there is such a thing as great leaders. Doesn't necessarily mean that you stop when you're a great leader. There's no like factual definition to what a great leader is. And I also believe that we can all become great leaders. And so great leaders for me are the people that build relationships, develop their people, inspire change, motivate other people, have 
some critical thinking ability. They're clear communicators. They create some accountability in their practice or their business. They work on growing themselves, and I think this is probably the most important and why I titled it Developing Yourself. And they also manage their time well. And I know we've talked about time management before on the podcast, so I may leave that piece out, but let's see how it goes, and maybe we'll just briefly talk about that at the end. Now, there's a quote from Simon Sinek, and I love his books. If you haven't read any of his books, go pick some of them up. Um, He has a lot of great information on leadership. And this quote says, There are leaders and there are those who lead. Leaders hold a position of power or influence. Those who lead inspire us. Whether individuals or organizations, we follow those who lead, not because we have to, but because we want to. So the idea is, in order to be a leader, it's not just assigned to you. Like if someone puts you in charge of a group of people, that doesn't make you a leader because people don't follow you just because you're in that position of power. In fact, some people actually buck that, right? Some of your your um, employees or the people that work under you will actually push back because you are in a position of power over them. So the real key to being a good leader is to develop the relationships so the people want to follow you. You know, they want to be in your presence. They want to do the things that you want them to do. And as we develop this leadership energy or this leadership capacity that we're trying to develop, we want to always remember that humans get to be humans. We cannot ever control them, ever. I know we think we can. I know we think if we make enough rules or we tell them enough times or we inspire them or give them presents or give them more money that we can control them and we can't. So that's a really good thing to keep in mind when you're frustrated is they're humans, they're gonna do what they wanna do and the only thing that you can control is your reaction to them. So you can control you, right? You can control your thoughts. That's where that expectation comes from. Like I have a a thought that everybody should pick up after themselves. And if they don't, then I get frustrated. Well, I can't control them. I can't make them pick up. I can ask them to, and I can control the way I feel about it. But if I get really upset and overwhelmed when people aren't picking up after themselves, the only person that's hurt is me. So I have to figure out a way to inspire them to clean up, which is, is challenging, right? So starting with you, it's a journey. You need to start with self-development, self-awareness, and I've kind of talked about that before. Things like DISC um, personality assessments, Colby, which I talked to last week with um, Pete Moore. Something to tell you where you shine. What are your emotional capacities? Where do you go overboard? Like, are you an anxious person? Are you a worried person? Which I have a tendency to kind of be. So first place my emotions go is there. Um, And I am a very emotional person. I'm an ENFJ on the Myers-Briggs. So that means that I have a lot of feelings. And so you kind of have to know yourself, right? How do you show up normally? And that's really the first step. Figure that out. Get some emotional awareness or some emotional intelligence. And you don't have to be perfect. You just have to have that desire to want to lead better. Now, one of the ways you can start with understanding yourself a little bit better and coming up with your leadership style is to know your core values. You need a strong understanding of what you believe in. 
and they help you make decisions. If you have strong core values, your decisions are going to be easier to make. So this is a question that I found that I thought was really interesting, and I think it's a really good thing to ask yourself when you're working through your core values. Ask yourself this, what do you care about more than money? And if you care about it more than money, it's probably a value for you, right? So for mine, it would be integrity, honesty, compassion, empathy, um, emotional maturity I have to work on, but it is a value for me. I want to be emotionally mature when I show up as a leader. And then just remember that your team members have their own core values, but in order for them to do well under your leadership, most of their core values are probably going to have to align with yours and the practices, or it's not going to go well. So if you have someone that fundamentally disagrees with your underlying core values, it's probably not going to work out. But you need to know yours in order to be a strong leader. The other thing that I want you to think about is your strengths. And I did an exercise with these people that I was talking to the other day on learning what your strengths are. Because if you know your strengths and you want to develop them and you have them right in front of you, you know what steps you can take to develop them to be stronger, right? And be better in your strengths. And there are sometimes weaknesses that you have to work on to be a good leader. I I like to spend most of my time working on my strengths, but in some instances, if you have a weakness that's affecting your team, then you have to work on that as well. So understanding your strengths will also bring up some of your weaknesses. Ask yourself this question when working on strengths. What do I do better than most people do that I know? And then what tasks do I struggle with? That will help you with figuring out your weaknesses, right? And then another question would be, where do I feel most comfortable? Because you want to lead from your core values. So you want them to be a big part of it, but then your strengths are going to be how you show up. And that's really important. So you have to understand what they are. All right. And this is another quote. I'm going to probably give you a lot of quotes because there's a lot of good leaders that I like to read about. Um, But John Maxwell is another great leader that writes tons of books. So if you haven't read one, read one. And this quote says, leadership develops daily, not in a day. And so my main point here is this is a journey. This is something that you're going to have to work on continuously if you want to work as a great leader. It's not something that you're like one and done, or I've been leading teams for 10 years. Now I'm good. Like I don't have to ever make any changes. That's not true. You have to be one of those people that always wants to grow personally And also you have to be very strong in taking care of yourself because that daily grind of being a leader also requires you to take care of that leader, right? So work on your time management, work on your goal setting, work on reading some self-help books or some leadership books, anything that's going to develop you. Don't, you know, I love reading novels and that's one one of the things that I like to do, but I also make sure that I'm also reading books that are on self-development and um, nonfiction, so to speak, books that will help me grow. And another thing that's good to get to know is your personal and your professional priorities. What's a priority for you in your personal life and your professional life? Because that's going to help you figure out your core values. And then let's just start from where we are, right? We're, we're wherever we are right now. If you consider yourself a great leader or a good leader or a mediocre leader or a terrible leader, it doesn't really matter. That's what personal growth is all about. It doesn't matter how old you are. 
It doesn't matter how many people are on your team. It doesn't even matter if you have a position of leadership. You can be a leader right from where you are and you can get better. Now, the next thing that I want to offer you is this concept of servant leadership, because I believe that this is a really good way to lead a team. Leaders that add value to their team are serving others. Like we want to help other people reach their goals. So once we get to know what our goals are, our priorities, our core values, then we need to start to get to know the the people that we're trying to lead create relationships with them. We need to listen to them, learn from them, and then you can start to lead them, right? Because if you get to know what they want and you can help them get what they want, that's what servant leadership is. That will help them grow. And that's what you want from all teams is that growth. Now, I know, and you all know, if you work in veterinary hospitals, that this profession, any position in this profession, involves so many emotions. And so I like to think about in this leadership journey is some emotional awareness. Because if we understand the way we handle our emotions and the way we show up, we can check them before we go into an encounter with a client, with another team member, especially some sort of like difficult discussion or conflict. We have to be able to understand our emotions. And so it goes back to that exercise of how do our emotions feel in our body? Do you understand when you get stressed, how does that feel in your body? And then can you name it? You know, oh, my chihuahua brain is stressed out right now because my heart's pounding and I'm getting a headache and my stomach hurts or whatever it is that happens in your body. Do you you understand that? Can you grasp it? And it takes work, right? You have to keep trying to understand the way your body works. And then how do you act when you feel this way? So if I'm stressed out and I know that I get really snappy and directive when I get stressed, which is true, then when I start to feel stressed, I've got to understand that I'm stressed and then let that emotion pass so I can show up the way I want to show up. Because I'm not going to act my best self in any situation if I'm under stress. So that being aware of your emotions is so important. If you can show up with a calm compassionate energy for your team, they will be so much more willing to follow you. And then becoming aware of your team's emotions is important too. So observe them, ask them, you know, take them through a personality profiling system like DISC or Myers-Briggs or Colby or one of those things that helps you understand your team. And then sit down and talk to them. Ask them what their dreams are, what their goals are for this job or this position or just their life. You know, the more you get to know your people, the better relationship you can build with them, the more likely they are to follow you and trust you. If you become more self-aware and if you create some awareness of the other people that you're leading or you're in the midst of wanting to lead, that is where you can really develop a very calm, compassionate, open, energetic leadership right? You can develop this ability to be the best leader in all circumstances. Now, let's ask ourselves a few questions. And if you can write down the answers to these, great. If you're in a spot listening to this that you can't, that's fine. You can come back later and do it. But these are questions that'll just help you be aware, create awareness of where you want to go and where you want to start on this journey. So the first one is, what areas of self do you want to work on 
in this leadership journey? What part of you do you want to work on? And then the second one is, what do you need to learn about your business? What do you need to learn about your team? And then the third one is, what steps will you take this week to learn and grow? Because if you don't create some action steps for yourself, if you don't get over the procrastination that you want to do, you'll never start to develop and learn and grow to be a great leader. And so that is really the key. Now, last week I talked on the podcast to Pete Moore, and I just want to remind you of what he talks about his five P's, because these are things that can help you be an entrepreneur or develop your practice a little bit better or whatever it is you want to do in your self-development. Offering these things to your business will help you create better leadership energy. So the first one is promise. Like what is the promise of your practice or your clinic? What do you want it to be? What is the product or the service that you're offering? You know, really know exactly what you want to put out there into the world. And then have processes so your team understands how exactly we're going to get these things done. And this is all Pete Moore stuff. Promise, product, process. And then his fourth P is people. And the people are the key. The people always come first in my mind. So remember that as a leader, that's your job is to help develop your people or help hire or fire the right people, right? And then the profit always follows. And that's that's Pete Moore's five Ps. So I just wanted to remind you of that because I think it's a really good way to kind of lay this out to understand why we want to be great leaders. And then kind of the last thing I want to offer to you is that You have to trust yourself in the realm of leadership in order for your people to trust you. And also, you have to trust your people. Because sometimes as leaders, we just try to do everything ourselves because we don't trust the people that work for us to get things done or they make mistakes and we, we don't like that and we get stressed out about that. But we really do have to build this trusting relationship in order to have a great team that wants to follow you. Pete Moore said, if you don't trust someone to work for you, why are they working for you? Which is absolutely true, right? I think we said that on last week's podcast, but I thought it was really good. So I wanted to remind you that trust is so, so important. Leaders are not quick to decide. They don't make quick decisions. They don't jump to conclusions. But they take their time and they are thoughtfully, introspectively problem solvers. Because I'm quick to action, the first thing I want to do is make a quick decision, right? When my team comes to me with a problem. But that's not always the right decision. So don't think you have to be quick to be a good leader. You can be slow and thoughtful, even if it's just five minutes. Or even if you have to ask a few questions before you can make a decision. Remember that leaders are thoughtful. And then leaders don't have to be brave, but they do have to have courage to make a mistake. So bravery, yes, maybe, but that's not necessarily, you know, it's not like you're just going to jump out in front of a speeding train. Courage is the ability to act even when you're in that fear mode, right? You're you're not brave. You're worried. You're upset, but you're going to act anyway. So that's what courage means to me. And leaders are not perfect, but they're very careful in their choices, in the way they speak to people, in managing their emotions. I can encourage you so much to just take care 
and listen to your chihuahua brain when it's kind of riling you up. And that's not the energy that you want. So you have to calm down. You have to be careful. You have to be thoughtful in order to be a good leader. But you don't have to be perfect. I've made so many mistakes along this leadership journey of mine. And when I realize I've made a mistake, the best thing you can do is apologize. Admit the mistake, apologize, and then let it go. Because nobody's perfect and you're not expected to be, even if you're leading a huge team. Leaders are not controlling, but they are trusting. So most people don't like to follow leaders that micromanage. Um, there are a few people that like that if they're very like insecure. They want somebody telling them what to do at all, mom- at all moments, but most people don't. So don't be controlling, be trusting. And then the last one I have on this little list of leaders are um, leaders are not fixed in their thinking. They're more focused on growth. Because that's the most important thing. As a leader, always that self-development, always that growing, always that learning. Talk to other leaders, you know, in your area. Make a lunch date with somebody that you admire that leader that leads and that you like their style. Ask them how they do it. Um, you know, steal ideas from people. That's always the way. If you read um, many, many of these books that are written by people, including mine, A lot of these ideas are not new, right? They come from years and years of experience of people and people that have put books out and, you know, Simon Sinek and John Maxwell, they all have great ideas and you can just keep repackaging them and adopting them and learning from them. That's kind of what this whole self-development thing is about. These ideas aren't new. They're repackaged, they're repurposed, they're retaught but they're not new. So just remember that, is that you can learn from anyone, anywhere, and that is the key. Okay, so I'm gonna throw in just a tiny, tiny bit of time management in here because I think it's so perfect for leaders to focus on. Time management to me is starting with becoming aware of how you spend your time now. Because if you're unconscious, if you're just going through your day and you're just, you know, taking it wherever the wind blows you, you're not going to be able to consciously get a handle on what you want to develop and what you want to do for your team or for your self-growth, right? Your self-development. So first become aware. So maybe take a time journal, you know, for a couple of days, write down how you're spending your time, write down how you're feeling, Write down how that feels when you look at how you're spending your time. You know, are you efficient? Are you productive? Do you plan ahead? Do you have a good plan for your next 24 hours? Are you accomplishing what you want to accomplish? If you can get rid of the stress and the overwhelm of planning your day, you will be able to use your time more efficiently. So some of that might be learning to set some boundaries But this is the way we accomplish our goals, is we manage our time. We can't make time. We can't give ourselves more time. But we can take the 24 hours that we have and we can manage it better in order to free up time for self-development, the things that we want to do. And so why do we need to do this? Because our brain is a crazy mess and it needs direction. Like we need to focus. And I have a hard time focusing. My brain wants to procrastinate. 
You know, I look at the clock, even right now while I'm recording this podcast, I looked at the clock because I'm like, oh gosh, I have to be somewhere at one o'clock. I'm going to volunteer, you know, over at Leader Dogs and I got to go, but I need to get this podcast done. And so my Chihuahua brain is trying to tell me that I don't have time, but I really do because I scheduled it properly, right? I have plenty of time. I'm ready to go. So make sure you know that the reason that we're setting goals and planning our time is to keep that crazy brain under control. And that's how things get done. If you let that brain take you off in in a crazy direction or a direction of, you know, procrastination or overwhelm or I need a snack or whatever it is, then you're not going to get your things done. And you want to live deliberately. You want to get to those goals. Like you will run out of time someday. We all will. And I'm probably closer to the end than some of you, but just the fact that we're here today and we have this 24 hours allows us to reach for the things that we want to do. So um, I don't know if I want to go through this, but maybe I will. When you're trying to set a goal, and I'm going to go through this really quickly, do that downloading thing. Do that thought dump Get all the junk out of your head. These are all the things I want to do this day, this week, this month. Do that thought download first and then pick your priorities. And you might just pick one because sometimes if you pick more than one, you'll be overwhelmed. But try to figure out what's important and what's urgent. What do I need to do? What do I have to do? And I would say putting that self-care stuff on the calendar first is really important, right? You need to do your exercises. You need to eat properly. You need to care for your children, obviously, like those things go first, but then the next goal is the priority that you're going to schedule in, you know, and remember that there's always like that 80-20 rule, right? John Maxwell talks about this a lot. 20% of your effort will gain you 80% of what you want. You know, you can do it. It's not, you know, a lot of times we spend 80% of our time doing nothing and you know then we only have 20% of our time to do something that Pareto principle you can apply it however you want but it basically means is that 20% of your effort will get you the majority of what you want if you can just apply yourself for 20% of your day you're really going to get a lot of things done and it sounds crazy but it's true and then know your goals and break it down into details or baby steps or however you want to think of it And then actually schedule those baby steps into your calendar. That is the key. You have to write it down. Because if you don't, it won't get done. Then you're just freestyling it, right? And then you'll think of a reason. You'll get a distraction. And I like to think of what might distract me ahead of time. Like just now when I was recording, my dog started barking at my husband. So I had to stop recording and cut that out. So if I can remember that there's going to be a little bit of that happening in my life because I have two dogs that like the one likes to bark at my husband, then I can schedule that little bit of extra time to record the podcast, right? So make sure you know what your distractions might be and then put a little bit of a a control. Like I could shut the door, I could, you know, manage a little bit of extra time in, you know, instead of 30 minutes to record, I'm going to give myself 45. So if I do have to stop to stop the barking dog, I can. So kind of schedule that in. And then when your brain starts to object, you got to work on it, that brain, right? That chihuahua brain. Remember, it's going to tell you, I don't have time. There's too much to do. My work is too busy. I'm overscheduled. My kids are too needy. All of those are just thoughts. All of those are just thoughts to pull you off 
what you want to do as a strong leader in time management and in anything else. You know, I coached someone this morning and her thoughts were, you know, everybody in my practice is dumb and nothing's ever going to change and the boss is never going to allow me to lead. Like those thoughts don't serve that person. Those thoughts are just all of this clutter in your brain that's trying to keep you from doing what you really want to do. So remember that you have to be on to that little chihuahua brain that's going to tell you that it can't be done. And I'm here to tell you that you can be a leader. You can be a great leader. You can do all these things and you just have to put in the time and the energy, right? You have to build that leadership, develop yourself to lead your team. Okay, so I want to leave you with, um, I guess I'll do two more quotes because you know how I love quotes. The first one is a John Maxwell quote, and he says, the single biggest way to impact an organization is to focus on leadership development. There's almost no limit to the potential of an organization that recruits good people, raises them up as leaders, and continually develops them. And that includes you, right? That's John Maxwell. And the next one I'm going to do is, sorry, I have a bunch in front of me and I hadn't decided what I wanted to say. Okay, this one is from John Quincy Adams, which is cool, right? Because it's really old. This one says, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you're a leader. Awesome, right? Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this little leadership talk. I love leadership. It's one of my favorite subjects, if you haven't already figured that out by listening to the podcast. But I love a lot of things. So next week, I probably am going to talk about difficult conversations. Um, I do think I have a couple of interviews to put up for you, too. So it might be a couple weeks before I get to the next talk that I want to have with you. But anyway, I really appreciate you all being here. I love you. I love veterinarians. And so if you're a veterinarian, kudos to you. Have a great week. And if there's anything I can do for you, please reach out. And don't forget to look for my book. I will, it'll be on social media. I've got people doing some posts on social media for me now. So you'll find out when it gets there. But anyway, it'll be soon. So I'm so excited. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and have a beautiful week. Bye.